are live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast, and I might have just lost Eric right as soon as oh. I started. Oh, no, there he is. Really? No, I'm here. I'm here. You froze like for a solid five seconds right there. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, but it's all right. It's uh, we've been off for, I think it's more than a month at this point. But uh, yes, yes, we have. But we're back with uh, one final episode of twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two feels like it's gone by so quickly, man. Yeah, it it has gone so quickly. I was looking at like the number of albums that we like actually reviewed in twenty twenty two. It's like pretty impressive. It's somewhere in like the thirty mm-hmm. thirty five range around there. Well, well, it's funny too because like i remember when you left it was like okay we're not starting till this and then unfortunately we had to reschedule yeah last week's but i was just like okay we got i got tons of time (laughs) and then it's like oh my god it's already the end of december (laughs) jesus yeah 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 (laughs) um how are things going over there i heard there was a, a snowstorm uh yes yes there was uh vancouver and vancouver island got hit with an incredible snowstorm uh, I was working that night, so it was fun to drive around in when there was no plows out because they don't really have plows out here. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. Um, so much so that uh, Vancouver Airport shut down, yeah. So, which was amazing. But uh, I've been good. Um, you know, I have some news, actually, uh, okay. to share with yourself and the podcast community this is live but okay go for it this is live um so me and julia are expecting oh shoot congrats wow thanks buddy thanks buddy expecting that to be announced on the podcast but uh absolutely breaking news absolutely (laughs) i wanted to to share with our crossroads crossroads music podcast fans out there because we have a whole bunch of them and uh and yeah so i'm pretty pumped um, one thing I actually bought, uh, first thing I bought was a, uh, I know Julia's probably not listening to the podcast right now, so I could tell you, but I, I'm going to get her to open it on Christmas, but it's, uh, it's like a baby book, but it's about like rock, rock music, just cons- <laughs> like, so there's like, and it's like written in a, like a limerick kind of, you know, rhyming way yeah, yeah, as yeah. most of them are. And it's like, you got, uh, slash in there. Metallica's in there. I was like, "Yes, I'm getting this 100." percent So, so, wow. Well, congrats, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's exciting news. Thanks, man. It's Thanks. A, it's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Or festivus, festivus miracle. But, <laughs> how was how was your trip, man? Uh, it was good. It was uh, yeah. So for those of you uh, who haven't been in the loop of my uh, absence, uh, I was in Asia for three three ish weeks, three plus. Uh, so two weeks in in Korea and then one week in the Philippines. Uh, it was wild. Like the Philippines was like thirty six degrees Celsius weather, and then I came back and it was just like snow wow. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes you let no put me on the plane right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's too hot for me. I, I actually prefer the cold weather, but it was like jarring how like the temperature difference. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, Korea was good. Korea was uh, just good food. Uh, it's just you just 
come back to Canada and you're just like, why is the food not as good as over there? And <laughs> why is it so expensive in Canada also? It's mm-hmm. like so much cheaper over there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was all good. The trip was good. Um, right on. I guess we should start talking about some music at some point. Uh, but yes, uh, we should probably introduce your drink of the day. Yes. And I picked this one out just for this occasion, my friend. Uh, it is Happy Holidays, or sorry, Happy Effin Holidays uh, okay. by Riot Brewing out of Shimanus, uh in BC. It's a hazelnut vanilla coffee porter. And there's a little, like, I don't know which way is it. Yeah, yeah. I always get that messed up. There we go. There's oh, Santa. Coffee porter. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so that's that. And so buffed um, oh, did I lose you? Uh, your audio is still coming through, but your video Uh-oh. is like shot. It's frozen on Santa. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, if you if you, I can hear you, but you probably can't hear me. I assume. <laughs> no, Kim. Yo. I mean, this is pretty like on par Hello. for the uh, the final episode of the year where Eric is just going, hello, hello. <laughs> uh, but I guess I guess oh, that's how things go. See, the problem is Eric doesn't know that his audio is coming through, so he's just going to start. <laughs> he's going to cancel us on our last episode. He's going to say some fucked up shit live on stream well i guess while we wait for eric to come back um this is the final episode of the year uh we're gonna talk about some um you know 2022 albums our favorite albums i think last year we also did a uh favorite albums of the year uh recap at the end so uh we'll probably do the same thing here uh, but I really don't want to start this conversation without Eric. So uh, maybe we'll take a quick break here. We'll put a pause to the actual um, podcast. Uh, and then we'll see if we could get him back in, if possible. And we're back from technical difficulties. Sorry about that, guys. We lost Eric um, for a bit. So I don't know what you last heard. Um, so... Uh, essentially this beer there's a little poem on the back that i want to share with all of you it was written just for this special occasion for christmas uh no one wants just a lump of coal it can't be called a treat the coal we're told does not pour well and it's good and it's not good to eat this beer is just as black as coal in fact as black as pitch it tastes much better than them both a flavor deep and rich on winter nights so cold and dark, one tends towards malaise. This might help you with your mood. Happy fucking holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they use malaise for yeah. holidays. That was pretty clever. Yeah. So pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Very uh very festive. Very uh in the season. Mm-hmm um all right let's uh let's get into uh our albums our 2022 albums in review 
Uh, but before we start, I guess I'll give a quick rundown of what we did in 2021. So 2021, uh, very similar to today's episode, we did we did a summary of the albums that we. Um, uh, there you go. We lost Eric again. So uh, all right, we're gonna try this one more time. <laughs> Third time's a charm. All right. So in 2021. Um, I'm gonna start off with my list of albums that I had as as my favorite ones. So I had uh Olivia Rodrigo's Sour on my list, Fortitude by Gujira, which oh, I love that album. That's so good. Wallflowers by Ginger, which is also oh, so good. Sinner, John Five, Freak by Nekritaki, uh Tokyo Jukebox Three, yes, Marty Nekritaki. Yeah, Nekritaki is such a ridiculous band. Uh, Tokyo Jukebox 3, Marty Friedman. And now that I think about it, maybe that shouldn't have been on my list because I haven't actually listened to it this year. But um, And lastly, my album of the year was Colors 2 by The, Betu- by the Between, The Buried, and Me. So uh, that was my list from last year. And then for you, you had Medicine at Midnight by Foo Fighters, Surface Sounds, Kaleo, Time Clocks, John Bonamassa, Exit Wounds, The Wallflowers, Heart mm-hmm. and Soul, Eric Church, uh, Country Again, Side A, Thomas Rhett, uh, Time mm-hmm. to Kill and Therapy, Old Dominion, Sob Rock, John Mayer, Where Do We Go From Here, What Dumpsta Funk, oh, I remember this band now, uh, Delta Cream, The Black Keys, and you also had Sour by Olivia Rodrigo on your list, so... Mm-hmm. That's the the one album we agreed upon last year. <laughs> um, okay, so twenty twenty two, we we listened to quite a decent amount of albums. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of new stuff that came out. Uh, but Eric, maybe maybe let's go through your list of albums that you really enjoyed this year. And this and this is for for even on personal lists like this. These weren't reviewed, right? Oh yeah, to yeah. Just, just clarify every every, yeah, every okay. single album that you thought was the best of 2022. Okay, there's there's so much to, and it's funny because I'm, I'm I made a list this time to make it easier because okay. it was like oh man, um, so probably one of them was Sting, Sting mm-hmm. the Bridge. Oh shit, yeah. I forgot that album came out this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I did too, and I was oh, going through my list. I'm like, oh, that was a great album. I actually really enjoyed that one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. That one was actually a really good album. So so this is not in particular order mm. of like best to whatever. So um, Sting was on there. Um, I I had to put uh, Young the Giant, and that was the compilation of Act One to Four um, oh, because I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I I got to listen to it again um fully and it, it's kind of it's kind of like a like a story which is kind of neat mm-hmm. um so I, I really like the concept of that album and uh, speaking of eps being put together i'm gonna have to choose the tedesi trucks band i am the moon um nice. that one was unbelievable and and i mean like the full album which actually came out it technically came out <laughs> <laughs> like in like october november so uh so I'm pretty pumped about that. That was awesome. Um, Little Big Town, Mr. Sun. Um, that was an incredible country album. Um, I'm glad that Little Big Town came back to their roots. 
and what I loved about the band because uh, they tried to go this kind of weird route the album before and it just didn't work I, like I didn't really like it um, oh, cool. what else we got here uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of country on this one uh, Palomino Miranda Lambert I mean, okay. Miranda Lambert's my my girl. So, <laughs> I mean, like, she just she's one of those country like when you hear her, she's got just that old traditional country vibe to her. Mm. That is what country music should be about, yeah. you know. Um, and I've and I've talked about this many times on the podcast, so I won't talk until you're blue in the face. Um, and then it was, it was it's kind of hard to dwindle down the list like for a top 10 are we, are we wanting 10 uh no no just like whatever you enjoyed and then maybe pick your top top album of the top year. top album yeah um Marin Morris was another one um oh, this is the humble humble quest humble quest and uh yeah that one i feel like that's going to be the one that i choose Oh yeah, Me. really. So I I did go back. My favorite album. I did go back and listen to that album on my trip uh, to Asia, okay. and I did have a few li- like playthroughs of it. There are, I don't know for whatever reason, it just didn't. It was definitely a good album. Like I thought it was, it was mm. really good songs, and the the one song, and I think you mentioned it. Um, what was it? Uh, Tall guys. I thought that was a mm-hmm. really clever like really catchy song i really like that song uh but for whatever reason the album overall just didn't like connect with me and i don't know that's just like my own personal preference but like i thought it was a very good album um fair enough but definitely not my album of the year but um that's so that's interesting that you have it as your album of the year yeah i i mean i i tend to keep going back to that one and I thought for sure, like, uh, you know, I I honestly thought the Red Hot Chili Peppers were going to take it because, A, they had unlimited love, which I liked. And, I, and I'm going to put that on my list as well, okay. um, just because I, I really like that one over uh, the other one. Um, <laughs> what Which was, what, what the fuck was it called? The, uh, the Return voyage. to the Dream Canteen. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> the voyage to the dream canteen so, yeah some something like shit. that yeah um i just like it just was just pure nostalgia of john frisciante back in the band so for me personally i really enjoyed that um but i was surprised because even though i did listen to it i still kept going back to humble quest being like this album is solid for me um i, I don't know what it was about that I, I just connected very well with it. Uh, and then the last album I'm going to mention for the year is uh, Alexis on Fire, Otherness. Oh, shoot. I forgot that came I, out. I quite enjoyed that one. So, Wow. Yeah, I compl- yeah. all these albums that you're listing, I like completely. Like, it's not even remotely on my list. <laughs> like I oh, absolutely. I completely forgot. Um all right, cool. So something maybe humble, humble quest is your your top album of of this year. I, I'm gonna have to say humble quest, mm-hmm. top album of the year. Cool. Um, so I'm gonna go through my list for this year. I'm you might have forgotten this, but I'm surprised you didn't put um, Porcupine Trees Closure Continuation 
Oh, that so that came out this year. Yeah, you gave Damn. that. You gave that a ten out of ten. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will put that on the list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, that was a great album. That w- once in a while, their songs will pop up on my like on mm-hmm. my random like my radio list or whatever that Apple has deemed for me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just like, oh yeah, these guys are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, closure continuations on my list because uh, that's a that was a really good album. Um, let's see, where should I start? Uh, let's do some hip hop. So, uh, Logic he released a Vinyl Days. Uh, so I don't know, Pe- people. Logic retired from music. I think like two or three years ago, he like mm-hmm. put out an album as like this is my last album ever. And then like six months later, he just like, fuck it. I'm just going to start releasing as much music as possible. And he just keeps releasing music like <laughs> at a mad pace, but vinyl days, his album, um, it was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. I don't think beyond this year, I'm going to revisit it all that often, but I, it was, it's a very good album. Um, the other hip hop album that came out this year that I thought was really good was, uh, King King's disease three, which is by Nas. Uh, so this is the third album in his King's disease, I guess now a trilogy. Um, I never really cared for King's disease one and two, but this one, oh my God, it's so good. It's just like old school hip hop. It's like what hip hop should be. It's just like his lyricism's impeccable. It's such a good album. Um, nice going into i think the rest of my list is metal now that i'm looking at it but um <laughs> animals as leaders released uh, their album parishia um so just crazy guitar playing like you never imagine like it's just ridiculous what that guy can do uh that album's really great um mashuga's immutable came out this year and I really like the first half of that album. I think a lot of people on the internet really love this album and just like, this is like peak Meshuga, but uh, at some point it becomes very samey after listening to it after like 40 minutes. But Mm. these guys, honestly, the time signatures they're able to play in and just the rhythms they're able to like coordinate. It's just impressive. So uh, Mm. really like that album. Um Primus released an EP, Conspiranoid, mm. which, oh my God, Les Claypool is one of the greatest bass players ever in existence. And I just <laughs> love like the wackiness of the music. There is no band like Primus. It's just weird ass music. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so good. Um, Mr. Kirk Hammett, guitar player for Metallica, released his first solo EP, uh, Portals. Uh, it's a really good EP. Um, I didn't imagine Kirk Hammett being like a master songwriter, uh, ever, but, uh, came out with a, a solo effort and was really impressive. So I really like that one. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Rammstein with Zeit, which I think like the second last track on this album is probably my song of the year. Like, uh, I just, mm. There's certain songs on this album that are just like, this is, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Zeit, there's definitely hit and miss on it. But uh, mm-hmm. man, when it's good, it's like really good. Uh, and then finally, uh, my last album, which I, 
I'm hesitant to say it's my favorite album of 2022, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because uh, I just keep coming back to this band. But I I talked about it earlier where there was an Indian metal band that came out this year, their debut album. Uh, Bloody Wood is the name of the band and their album uh, Rakshak. I think that's how you pronounce it. There's probably a way to in like the Indian language or whatever it is. Uh, there's probably a proper way to pronounce it, but um, I still have problems with this band uh, because they sort of fall into this like new metal, like genre where they have, you know, it's really heavy guitars, really aggressive, really fast, but they also throw in a lot of hip hop elements into it. So they have a rapper in mm. the band and that is by far the weakest point in this band. Uh, the rapping Anytime the rapping comes on, it's sort of like cringy and it's like, uh, why did you have to do this? But um, if you can get past that point, like, it's just crazy. Like, instrumentally, this album is so good. They incorporate a lot of, like, Indian folk instruments and elements, uh, which are great. Uh, And I think I've lost Eric, or at least your video is frozen. But, um, yeah, 2022, um, Rack Shack, Bloody Wood. That's my uh, album of the year, which doesn't bode too well because, like, I still don't think it's a perfect album. Uh Uh-oh, I definitely lost Eric. We're back, but with no video from Eric. (laughs) That is correct. All right, let's see. Let's see if this works. Let's see if we can um, get through this year without more disaster. Um, I know, but <laughs> anyways, Rack Shack by Bloody Wood. That is my album of the year for for twenty twenty two. It's it's strange because like last year, I definitely had a few albums that I was like, oh, this could be this could be my like favorite album of the year. But this year, yeah, there isn't. For me, there wasn't like that perfect album that came out that uh, that was like this is this is gonna be in my playlist forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, we've spent a decent amount of time on twenty twenty two in review. Let's do some um, let's do some music news. Uh, so there's a decent amount of stuff, but Eric. Uh, we're going to try to get through as much as possible and then, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of it next year. Um, Copy that. if we don't get through it, but all right. All right. Quick update to, uh, to people who have sold their music catalog. So, uh, two people <laughs> oh, in God. particular, uh, the most recent one is, uh, Mr. Peter Frampton. He has sold his entire catalog. Uh, price has been undisclosed, but. Uh, Peter Frampton uh, is oh, no what's longer. What's that song that he sings? Hmm? Is that the one that goes, uh, you know, boom, 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 come again and come and take me home? Is it that guy? Come and take What? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm going to look that up while you, while you keep talking. What? What song <laughs> is that? Come and take me home. You're not talking about Country Roads, right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, no. <laughs> uh i mean peter frampton has had hit over hit so like i'm sure that is one of his songs 
Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of Peter Gabriel. Uh, oh, Salisbury Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I got it. Now, yeah. I, now I know what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> okay. The wrong Peter. I got it. I got it. Um. Anyways, Peter Frampton sold his entire catalog, and uh, the second person, um, which you might find surprising, or I don't know, maybe you might not. Mr. Keith Urban has sold his entire master recordings really? catalog for an undisclosed price. Wow. <laughs> now they're getting the country artists now, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is it worth it? Like, if you're paying these legacy artists like $100 million each for their catalog, like... Do you recoup that at some point? Like that's that's a lot of money for even for Keith Urban. I, I assume he got somewhere in the you know ninety or a hundred million somewhere, but yeah, you would think, right? Yeah, but like, I don't know if that's worth it. No, like I even, don't think it is. Like even Ozzy Osbourne, if you told me like he sold his whole catalog for a hundred million, I'm like. All right, maybe, but can you make that money back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, everyone's just selling that catalog, but yep, Keith Urban's added to the list now. That's insane, man. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, Mr. Larry Mullen Jr., drummer for U2, has announced that he will not be touring with U2 in 2023 uh, due to various physical health issues, elbows, knees, neck, etc. Uh, he needs to have surgery and rehab before going back out on the road. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's an interesting one because U2, it's been those four guys since the beginning. So... Um, yeah, that. Yeah. Even if they got a new drummer to drum with them on stage, like I'd, like that whole dynamic is gonna get thrown off. Yeah. So I don't know. Like they're supposed to, you know, have their Vegas residency. So I don't know if that's on hold or if that's gonna keep going. And I know you two mm -hmm. are are gonna start planning like their world tour again, make a bunch of money, but. Without Larry Mullen Jr. on drums, I don't know. That's those are big shoes to fill. Those are very big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> um, in other news, a ticket master Mexico is being sued for a recent Bad Bunny concert screw up that denied a thousand seven hundred plus a ticket buying concert goers to the show. Uh, due to a technical mix-up, valid tickets were flagged as being fraudulent, and when concertgoers show showed up to the venue, security denied them entry. As the lawsuit stands, Ticketmaster could face millions of dollars in fines, plus refunds for the concertgoers, uh, and the concertgoers, on top of the full refunds, will get an extra 20% of the price of the ticket if the lawsuit is successful. Um... This just seems like a giant fiasco. Like, I don't know yeah. how how you freaking do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, that's a uh, what the hell happened there? Yeah, I don't know. Like, just imagine showing up to the venue and they're just like, 
No, you can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a bad, like, I don't even know what I would do. Like, what would you do in that position? I don't you go know. to the concert and it's like, yeah, you can't come in here. Yeah, but I paid for a ticket. Uh, <laughs> no, but apparently, like, they would show up to the venue, um, go up to the, the scanners or whatever, and security would, like, fi- if they, like, brought a physical ticket, they would physically take it from your hand. <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, I bought a ticket. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's horrible. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. Like, the, I don't think there's anything you can do. You just, like, sort of, you just call... Ticketmaster and just wait on the phone line forever. Yeah, and hopefully you get your money back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like, anyways, there's a lawsuit going on, and I don't know. Ticketmaster, Live Nation, they just like they just fuck things up all the time. Oh, absolutely, they do. Um, other news: uh, a bill in the U.S. is currently being circulated that looks to ban TikTok in the U.S. Uh, the bill, <laughs> the bill is called Anti-Social CCP Act, which stands for um, Averting the National Threat of Internet Surveillance, uh, Oppressive Censorship, and Influence and Algorithmic Learning by the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah it's such a mouthful but um yeah they're trying to they're looking to ban tiktok in the u.s due to con- security concerns which to be honest i'm sort of okay with i like tiktok sort of shit in terms of like music ownership because like because it's owned by a chinese company they don't observe like copyright laws in north america or europe so like if you you know all those viral videos on TikTok that use like copyrighted music technically those royalties don't actually like th- there are no royalties like TikTok just keeps them and they don't pay out labels really? or artists yeah, yeah yeah there's no That's crazy yeah there's no uh there's no system set up to pay up pay royalties to the label or the the owners of the songs um and there's technically no legal recourse either because uh they're they're in a different country <laughs> so uh oh man it's funny because yeah. co-workers will call it tic-tac but i don't know whether or not that's an actual like you know how the older generation people call things differently <laughs> like you know yeah. Yeah, the internet. Yeah, the internet. Tic Tac. Yeah, there was a Tic Tac video I watched. I'm like, what are you talking? What? <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, sort of in the same vein, Apple Music is uh looking to release a new karaoke feature called Apple Music Sing. Uh, in this feature, it'll allow you to adjust your vocal levels, provide you with real-time lyrics, adjust background vocals, and provide a duet view to allow for multiple singers, which I feel like is a great idea. Uh, as someone that who, is a great idea. Who does not enjoy karaoke at all. Like, they already have those, like, live lyrics on, on your screen. It's pretty much karaoke at that point. Absolutely it is. Hundred percent, it is. I I like that idea because even though like if you're hanging out with some friends and you want to just try it, right? Like, 
having a couple drinks, boom, it's right there. Yeah. Right. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay a like. Do you have to pay an extra fee to for it? I don't think so. I think it's just a feature they have. Oh, right on. Yeah. Or it's going to be a fad. <laughs> or that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, um, I really don't want to talk about this guy, but um, <laughs> this might be a conversation we should have. Uh, so Kanye West, you know, has been in the news. <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> He's been in the news for uh, pretty horrendous behavior. And, uh, you know, we don't have to get into the, the whole details of it or whatnot. But uh, there is a ongoing petition to remove all his music from streaming platforms, um, which I don't know how you feel, but I feel like we... Sh- I don't, I, it just doesn't sit well with me that, you know, we would remove this guy's music off of streaming platforms and try to like erase him from history. I mean, I feel like it's just so like you, I feel like you can't erase him. Like, even though how hard you try, mm. right? Like you look at all these people that have been attempted to be erased. Right. Mm. And like, are they, have they been canceled from culture? Like, do people still not just like never talk about them again? No, yeah. people are still talking about these people. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest person I'll use for this example, he's not a musician, but he's been on the media many times is this guy named Andrew Tate. Oh, you yeah. ever heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he, you know, as famous as he is and probably billions of dollars as he owns, right? Like he said some things about women and all sorts of stuff that he's just been ridiculed through the cold. They canceled him on Twitter, Instagram, and he, and he's still famous. People are still talking about him, right? Yeah. So I don't see how like erasing his music from existence is going to help because people are still going to talk about him. Like he did yeah. contribute to music, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so sort of, it's sort of like the whole R. Kelly thing when he was going through his like trial. People were trying to just remove his music from streaming platforms, which I don't know. Like I, I get the point where you don't want to, you know, send the guy royalties. You know, like because you listen to his music, technically he gets like half a penny every stream. Like that's, that's not ideal, but at the same time, it's like, you got to do that with every single person who's like, you know, does something bad. Like, exactly. I'm sure you can still like stream Charles Manson's like catalog some at somewhere, like if you really wanted to, like, well, and that's the thing that's crazy too. Like, like that's a good point, Alex, because you have Kanye West and then you have a psychopathic serial killer, right? And it's like psychopathic serial killer is just as famous, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> you can argue, right? So it's like nobody's canceling this guy. Yeah. Who's who's involved with murders of like I don't know how many people, right? Yeah. So it's it's funny because people like even with the biggest 
Netflix, like going on the serial killers, like, uh, was it Dahmer? Mm. Whatever his name is on Netflix, that series. So that's like hitting peak records on Netflix views, right? Yeah. So you have this guy, right? People are like, oh, this is amazing. This show's insane, right? And it's like, well, you're giving this guy attention. Yeah. <laughs> He's murdered like tons of people, like handfuls of people. Whereas Kanye West says some things, right? Yeah. That people don't agree with. And it's like, let's, let's just erase him from existence. Well, what about Dahmer? Why don't we erase him from existence? Yeah. Yeah, like if the if the whole petition was to like somehow, you know, change ownership of the music or change how the royalty structure worked, like I, I'd be down for that, like as long as it made sense. But just like erasing his music so that people can't listen to like Kanye West music or anyone's music in, in general, like, I don't know, I have a problem with that. I do, too. Yeah, I absolutely do, too um okay well we're we're getting closer to the end but uh there are a few things i want to talk about so let's do i'm gonna do two more two more here because it's sort of um one's interesting the other one is is pretty important but christine mcvee of fleetwood mac has passed away at the age of 79 she was one of three lead vocalists in fleetwood mac and one of the main songwriters in the band uh, so that happened, uh, I, I want to say, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at this point. Ooh, that sucks. Um, but yeah, no, um, you know, just rest in peace. And also, I mean, I guess the, the chances of Fleetwood Mac actually, like, you know, reuniting fully was, was never a thing. But at the age of 79, it's not too bad, I would say. No, not too bad at all. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, the last news thing that we're going to touch for today is uh, the legendary punk rocker Iggy Pop, uh, also famous for creating uh, the stage dive, has announced that he will stage dive no more. He is now at the age of 75 years old, and he says stage diving is just too risky at his age. <laughs> <laughs> at 75 good for you Bob. good yeah. for you <laughs> i'm surprised he was still doing it like i get that that's yeah. his his thing but um i'm surprised he was still stage diving i wonder if he quit before he actually said it and probably just somebody mentioned hey why aren't you mm. stage diving stage diving anymore which is a dumb question in existence anyway because it's like the guy's like his seventies, right? So, yeah. like, I'd be concerned if a guy in his sixties started to, like <laughs> stage dive, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, let's let's move on. Let's uh, let's get on with our album review. So, this is our last album that we are going to be reviewing for 2022, and we've left the most important album release of this year to last probably the best album of this year um yeah, the greatest band <laughs> um, of all so, time so for our final album review of the year uh we are <laughs> going to be discussing nickelback's brand new album get rolling get rolling is the 10th studio album by canadian rock band nickelback it was released on november 18th 2022 
uh we've had a decent amount of time to uh dissect this album eric your initial thoughts on this one you know what i this album was very interesting because when you look at the album cover right it just screams like surfer rock vibe oh this album cover is horrible it's yeah like 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 if somebody who didn't know who Nickelback was or anything and that just picked this album off, like they're gonna be thinking, oh, I'm gonna be listening to some like Beach Boys esque mm. band, right? And when it starts off with San Quentin, um, it's very it's a very heavy song, yeah, um, for Nickelback, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, the album is very interesting because not only is the album terrible. Um, I, I just find that this album is kind of a bit all over the place, mm. like in terms of genres, like, and it's like extremely all over the place, you know? <laughs> so, so like San Quentin, great song. I love skinny little Missy. I think that's one of my favorite songs on this album, but then it gets into some weird, like, like almost like this ballad love Ugh. rock that's just, but it, but it's kind of hard to listen to. Yeah. And I'm like I'm literally like you go into a song like San Quentin, which is heavy, and you're like, this is actually a pretty good song, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> right? Like it's like, is this the same like album? And then they have a completely different like I think it was High Time that was the country song on the album, mm. and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> but uh, regardless, there were some good songs in the album that I enjoyed, but. I felt like it was just too all over the place. Yeah. Like, so I listened to this, I think on the plane front to back one sitting, nothing else to do. So I just like listened to it. And as soon as it ended, the last song is uh, just one more. I believe as soon as it ended, I audibly said out loud. Well, that was a thing. And I proceeded to <laughs> listen to something else. Cause like, mm-hmm. I think listening like San Quentin, the opening track is, Oh my God, the open, it's such a good opener because it's so heavy and it like just attracts your attention. You're like, Holy crap. They're playing like on a completely different level now. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is really good. And then, yes. and then it at some point it switches to like these ballad songs, which, <laughs> like, I guess Nickelback is famous for, right? Like, those are their big songs, like uh, "Photograph," mm-hmm. right? Like, just ballads. But like, just lyrically, they're just so cringy. Like, they're yeah. I just hate list. I couldn't listen to it. It was just like, what is this like? It's basically like John Mayer's sob rock, but without the like ironic part to it. But and and but the thing with sob rock though is that like it was done intentionally like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. right? So, but like and and you're totally right. You're totally right. Like when I first heard San Quentin, and I was I was under the same impression. I was like, wow, Nickelback has really learned a lot from <laughs> years of playing. And then it's like, okay. And then it just just goes downhill from there. It was like, well, we gave it our all at the very first song, and that's that's all we got. <laughs> yeah, like 
Uh, it was such a good opener. I was. It's mm-hmm. just a real big letdown. Cause like I wasn't going into this thinking, oh, this is gonna be shit. You know, like Nickelback gets a lot of bad flack just for being Nickelback, mm-hmm. which is like totally unfair. But you listen to this album, and it's just like maybe I do hate Nickelback. <laughs> like I, I just. <laughs> I just did not like this album outside of like San Quentin. I I agree. Um I, I did like the other like the song after San Quentin, um the skinny little missy. Uh I thought it was kind of a neat song too, and it was a and it was heavy too. But here's here's the description that Apple Music gives the album, oh, which I wanna get your and and at no way at all is this anything to do like i say on their 10th studio album canadian rock band nickelback set their sights on heavy metal period no no No, you don't (laughs) Uh, you can say that it's hard rock san quentin is hard rock at best the song yes that's it yeah that's it. Everything else is not heavy metal. Like there's nothing heavy metal about this song. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing heavy or, metal or, about or this sorry. album. Album, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, there's like love ballads on this. There's country tunes, like. Yeah. I I don't know. I was, I when I heard San Quentin, it kind of gave me hope. I was like, this is actually. I I think this might, you know, blow my expectations. Because I really like this song, and it's just like, okay, yeah, next song's not bad. Okay, those days, uh, that's a terrible song. Okay, well, maybe that's just okay. And then it goes to high tone, like country music. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, Nickelback. Like for Nickelback to be good, I'm not. We're not saying that it needs to be heavy and fast all the time. But like, if they're gonna throw in a heavy song like that you can't have the rest of the album be like this roller coaster ride of like different genres and like cheesy lyrics like there needs to be a little bit more seriousness to it um absolutely anyways final thoughts ratings what what are you gonna give this one i mean the only final thought that i could give this album is that it was well produced Oh but, yes, no, that's true. Uh, it, it's sonically like you could hear everything. It, it did sound, it did mm-hmm. sound good. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I did find though that in the production part of it, um, that the heavier songs were like you can hear them more, like they had more mm-hmm. oomph to them, and it was like the love, the ballads just was just missing something. I don't know what it was. I can't yeah. put my 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 thought on it but um the rating i'd gonna give this album is uh, pretty low uh probably a three out of ten oh, yeah yeah i i i'm in the same boat as you it's like mm-hmm. it wasn't there's definitely some songs on this album where you're like okay this could be background music or something um yeah but yeah, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 also. And like, yeah. it's unfortunate because I feel bad for them, but at the same time, it's not a good album. So I can't. It's not. I can't do anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, uh, get rolling, Nickelback. Uh, both get of us rolling. giving it a three out of ten. Yeah, get rolling out of the way <laughs> of this album. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm never coming back to this album. There's nothing. No, there's neither nothing. am I. All right. Well, that was the last album of the year. Uh, you know, the most anticipated album. I I feel like <laughs> the, um, it is. You know, the, it goes down. We ended it with a bang. Yeah. The best band in the world. Yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. Better than Rush. <laughs> Better than Queen. <laughs> I'm not gonna update the controversial statement counter there because I know that's like a complete lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, we're, we're going to go to Thief or Not a Thief, but um, for the new year, 2023, uh, when we do come back, uh, schedule pending, uh, come to our Discord, join the Discord to uh, keep updated on our schedule and when the first episode of 2023 will be. But when we do kick this off in the new year, uh, the album or the albums that we are going to be talking about will be Weezer's uh, four-part series or four-part EPs, uh, Seasons, Spring, Summer, Fall, Winter. Actually, I, they might have called it Autumn, not Fall. But anyways, um, we will be uh, talking about all four of Weezer's um, albums on the first al- first episode back. I'm excited for this because I haven't listened to winter yet. So, and I'm, I'm actually kind of happy. Like I remember saying before, I kind of want to hear them all in one sitting. Yeah. Right. So to see if there's like an underlining theme or, you know, Yep, I've been waiting. Uh, and Winter was just released, I think, last week or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's time to time for me to listen to all four of these in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, that will be for the new year. All right, let's let's wrap this up. The final segment will be thief or not thief. And for this for this final one of 2022, we are going to be talking about. Uh, Mr. Chuck Berry's Sweet Little Sixteen versus Surfing USA by the Beach Boys. So Sweet Little Sixteen is a rock and roll song written and recorded by Chuck Berry, which was released as a single in January 1958. It would reach number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and will be and would be one of two of Berry's second highest charting songs in his career. The song would also reach number one on the R&B bestsellers chart. Rolling Stone magazine would rank the song at 272 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. Surfing USA is a song by the American rock band The Beach Boys. The song was released as a single on March 4th, 1963. It would then be used as the opening track for their album of the same name. Surfing USA, uh, the single would peak at number three on the Billboard chart. Brian Wilson at the time would go on to say, I started humming the melody to Sweet Little Sixteen, and I got fascinated with the fact of doing it, and I thought to myself, God, what about trying to put surf lyrics to Sweet Little Sixteen's melody? <laughs> when the single was released in 1963, the record only listed Brian Wilson as the composer, but to make things complicated, the song was published by Arc Music, Chuck Berry's publisher. 
So the the song uh, Surfing USA and also Sweet Little 16 was published by the same publisher. Um, later releases would list Chuck Berry as a songwriter, but ultimately ARC Music held Berry's copyright to Sweet Little 16. And for some reason, Brian Wilson's copyright also. Uh, so when Chuck Berry wrote and released Sweet Little 16, he did not own the song. Uh, and then same thing with Brian Wilson. Uh, the publisher, Arc Music, owned both of them. Um, Interesting. Finally, Surfing USA has um, since become an emblematic of the California sound in terms of impact. Mm. So no one was sued at the end of the day because the owner was the same owner, Arc Music. Um, and Chuck Berry really didn't couldn't do anything because he didn't own the song and uh the beach boys technically didn't have a say either on how it was released because arc music owned everything um so an interesting little bit of history here but eric thoughts on the two songs i mean i i feel like i'm already biased because i'm a huge chuck berry fan (laughs) and you know like it just sucks because chuck berry got screwed too just like little Richard and all those people. Um, however, they kind of give credit to Chuck Berry, but Oh man, like, like it, it sounds similar, right? It's just that Mm. for some reason, when the beach boys sing it, it just sounds like you're at the beach, like California. Right. Right. (laughs) Whereas when Chuck Berry sings the song, obviously it's different lyrics, but it's, it's got this, you know, um, just that blues vibe to it. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a tough one for me. So it's definitely like to me they're the same song. They're definitely the same song. It, it yes, absolutely. Um, but the Beach Boys do add a little bit of a different flavor to it because it becomes more of a surf rock type of thing. Um, and that's and that's the thing, right? Yeah, it's the same song. It's the same song, but it's a, it's a different feel. Yeah, so it makes it a bit difficult. But like, for me, it's definitely a thief for sure because it's it's the yeah. same song. And Brian Wilson, I think he even stated that he he took the sweet little sixteen and just changed the lyrics and and made it a surf rock song. So. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're in agreement that it's it's a thief, but I think the question really is like who did it better? And that's and that's where I'm struggling with, right? Like, but 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 even with the thief or no thief, I still feel like there's an argument that he, like at least he's saying that like yeah, I, I took the song and I wanted to make it a surf rock kind of feel to it, right? And 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 if you think like if other musicians are doing this right obviously it is it is a thief i'm not i'm not disputing it as a thief but i feel like there is an argument because they are changing the vibe of the song right oh, and I technically see. you could say early rock and roll is just uh like a variation of a blues progression right yeah yeah right so, so so, so I feel like there there is an argument there. Whether it's strong or not, that's another discussion. But I do think it's a thief. But I feel like the Beach Boys, 
like nobody's ever heard this surfer rock sound before. Mm. Right. So I feel like they did a really good job of taking that. And I feel like they had an idea of what they wanted their stuff to sound like, because, you know, this song is pretty famous in the beach boys. <laughs> like, like if whoever doesn't know the song needs to go listen to the song. Right now. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like they, like it impacted rock music, yeah. like changing the surfer rock sound. Right. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Like I I want to say, say Chuck Berry because I love Chuck Berry, mm-hmm. and I still think that he's the king of rock and roll and not Elvis. But that's another debate. Um, but I I'm gonna have to give it to the Beach Boys. Side tangent: I watched the Elvis uh, biopic that recently. I came heard out. it. I heard it's really good. It's uh good might be a subjective term. Um, (laughs) tom hanks does okay here's the not to derail this but you know how like mike myers and austin powers like uh dr evil right he like he makes that role really funny because like the voice he does like that weird voice that mike myers usually has on his like comedic characters yeah. For some reason, every time Tom Hanks uh, talks in the, in this biopic as uh, Colonel, uh, what's his name, uh, Parker. Uh, anyways, he just reminds me of Doctor Evil for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so like, really, it threw me off for the first twenty minutes of it. I was just like, why is Tom Hanks speaking like this? Why does he have this like weird accent? <laughs> he has like yeah, no kidding. It's like a southern. It's a southern accent, but he has like a lisp also. And it's just like, why, why does he talk like this? I don't think the real life <laughs> person talks like this. Anyways, um, I'd say it's entertaining, but it's like, it's not a musician's biopic. I'd put it that way. Yeah, like they don't talk. Uh, you, they don't say anything about like 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 rock and roll blues music like they they show like him interacting in like um with like blues musicians but it's like i don't know it's very superficial like uh yeah uh, yeah it's not i don't know i i would say it's fun to watch but it's not like anything substantive i i didn't really learn all that much from it okay uh but anyways back back to this um for me as much as surfing usa is like an iconic song and has like it's actually a very good song um i'm still gonna go sweet little 16 because when Mm. i listen to that song i'm like this is like this is rocking like this this i'm enjoying whereas when i listen to surfing usa i'm like this sounds like karaoke to a certain extent. It's mm. like good karaoke, but it's sort of like it here. Here's the thing. It's like listening to the YMCA. Like <laughs> it's definitely a catchy, good song, but at the same time, it's like, is this like, it's a bit cheesy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So 
that that's my take on it. I'm gonna go Sweet Home right. 16 as being the better song, just because I think it's more of an enjoyable listen. Whereas Surfing USA is a bit, I don't. Know, it's a bit cheesy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you are you, you're on the fence with which one is the better song? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns and say Surfing in the USA. Oh wow! As okay. cheesy as it is, I feel like the Beach Boys were a revolution of its own in the states, especially in in the West mm. Coast. Yeah. And um, as much as I love Chuck Berry, and he's like, I love his songs. I I'm gonna have to choose the Beach Boys on this one. Oh wow! Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I feel like this is just such an iconic song. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, anyways, that was uh that was our final thief or not a thief of the year. Um and that's basically the end of the podcast. Um, you know, internet dropouts and all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. But um yeah, join the Discord. We're gonna be um we're gonna make an announcement in terms of when we'll be back in twenty twenty three. Uh so uh you can keep up with us there. Uh, but you know, we're on Spotify, Apple music, all the places where you get your podcast, uh, listens in. Um, but that's basically it for 2022 for the crossroads music podcasts. Uh, this is our sign off for the year, Eric, closing thoughts, arguments, um, <laughs> arguments, <laughs> we'll argue for another hour on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been quite the year. Um, and Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And we'll see you in the new year. Perfectly said. See you all next time.